And it is Monday here on WABC Talk Radio 77. James Golden with you if you'd like to be part of the program today. All you have to do, pick up your telephone. 800-848-WABC. That's 800-848-92. And we have, of course, so much news bursting at the seams. Where to start? Oh, where to start? I knew. Oh, I knew. We've got this. We've got something from CNN to start with. It seems that our dear President Biden, you see, confronts a host of problems. Poor Joe Biden. Joe Biden has a host of problems he can't do much to solve. Now, isn't that a pity? There's not much he can do to curb inflation. There's not much he can do to stop migrants. Get this. There's not much that he can do to stop migrants from reaching America's southern border. (coughs) This is CNN. You have to, the apologist, you know, you have to bear that in mind. Or to reduce crime. Or to make vaccine resistors get shots that would hasten the end of the coronavirus pandemic. That's an out and out. What? There's words for that. There's actually two words for that. One starts with a B. The other starts with an S. So, there's not much he can do to compel cooperation from defectors within his thin Democratic congressional majorities. They would be talking about Joe Manchin and Kirsten Sinema there, two senators that don't go along with all his welfare spending. There's nothing he can do at all to compel it from Republican adversaries who would rather aggravate than alleviate his burdens. Why should Republicans bend over, grab the ankles without Vaseline to... Alleviate Joe Burton's, Joe Biden's burdens. Joe Biden is the burden. That makes absolute. In other words, there's not much Biden can do about the heaviest weights depressing his political standing, which has remained stuck in the avalanche warning zone for months. So now, his party, the poor Democrats. They face the likelihood of substantial November election defeats at the hands the House and perhaps the Senate to those evil, those those terrible people, the GOP. And there's nothing old Joe can do about it. Okay, let's 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 unpack this BS. <clears throat> Let us start with this. There's not much he can do to curb inflation. Well, yes, there is. He's the reason we have inflation. So all we have to do is go one by one through all of the horrid policies that the Biden administration introduced and inflicted upon America, starting with shutting down the Keystone Pipeline and just go all the way through every reversal of every Trump era law concerning the environment. Reverse it. That's what got us into high inflation in the first place. You want it reversed? Go back and reverse it. We didn't have this kind of inflation when Donald J. Trump was in office, did we? Hmm. This one is particularly humorous. There's not much he can do to stop migrants from reaching America's southern borders. Oh, really? That's just either stupidity or beyond. I happen to think maybe beyond. Here's the deal. The immigrants are coming across the southern border because Joe Biden, his administration, welcomed them. It's that simple. They said 
Open arms. Come on in. Come on in anytime you want. We will do nothing to stop you. In fact, what we will do is make sure that border agents don't get in your way. What we will do is take away all of the agreements that Donald Trump had in place with Mexican government officials to prevent illegals from coming into the country. And in fact, right now, Joe Biden and his administration are actively trying to get rid of the last remaining vestige of any kind of uh, a stopgap, which is this Title 42. And we've been warning you about that for weeks. You can go check out our podcast on the border if you want all the details. So there's not much he can do. That's a blatant lie. He's responsible for the open borders. He's responsible for the surges of immigrants that are pouring through. And in fact, if we do nothing to stop the next wave, we're looking at maybe 6400000 over the next 12 months, which will be the biggest surge of illegal immigrants in American history. That is Joe Biden's fault. Now, this next one, there's nothing he can do to reduce crime. Really? Oh, that's simple. It's called put the criminals in jail and leave them there. Every liberal, every liberal prosecutor almost in this country has been dealing with progressive reforms to bail or else progressive DAs in this country who refuse to do something very simple, and that is put criminals in jail, leave the criminals in jail instead of putting them out on the streets. That. Believe it or not, putting criminals in jail, novel thing that, brilliant thing that, it actually works to keep crime down. Imagine that, Martha. We keep the criminals in jail. They're not free to roam the streets and criminalize. And if they don't criminalize, guess what happens? Then crime goes down. It's absolutely brilliant how that works. But the liberals refuse to do it. They let criminals out on the street. Criminals being criminals, when they get on the street, they do crime. That's their business. Crime is their business, and they do their business. And then crime rises because the criminals are out. Wow. CNN says there's nothing that Joe Biden can do to make resistance people, those people that are vaccine resistors, get shots. That would hasten the end of the coronavirus. First of all, it is not a given. I hate to tell you this. And I tell you this in personal experience. It is not a given that the vaccine would hasten the end of the coronavirus. We don't know the number of breakthrough cases because the CDC has refused to collect the data. I happen to be one of them. Oh, I got that vaccine. And you know what happened after that, Martha? Why? Oh, I got the coronavirus, and it damn near killed me. Damn near wrecked him. Well, that's another story. Damn near killed him. Yes, it did. But I had the virus after I had that vaccine. Now, the vaccine has done something for the American economy. It has made the folks over at Pfizer and Moderna incredibly wealthy. Do you know that right this year we had two executives from Moderna, that showed up to be in the new billionaires list. Why imagine that? How completely unexpected. We sell a vaccine for all kinds, and the government gives it away and absorbs the cost. And the next thing you know, Big Pharma gets what? Rich. Interesting. 
there's not much that he can do. Here's what would hasten the end of the coronavirus, according to some scientists, and that would be to have herd immunity, which is the exact opposite of what Democrats did. That's what they did down in Florida. That's what Ron DeSantis did, said we're not going to close down the state. That's what Christy Nome did, not going to close down the state. And what happened? Life is normal there. And it has been normal. And people are free. But Democrats, they don't like those things. They don't like freedoms. And then there's not much that Joe can do to compel cooperation from defectors. Well, isn't that his problem? This is supposed to be Unity Joe. Just today, we have Elizabeth Warren, the senator from Massachusetts, giving us or giving Democrats lessons on what they can do to avoid catastrophe in November. It seems that's the theme. We are, we are just now into April. We are not into yet the official days of spring, and already Democrats are worried every single day about the fall and what is going to befall them in the fall. So we'll deal with all of that. I'm going to touch on some things that I never really ever touch on. You know, Alex Jones, those of you who know who he is, is with this InfoWars business, he's now filed for bankruptcy in the wake of all these defamation lawsuits. And that over his assertion that the Sandy Hook massacre was a hoax. I don't know Alex Jones. I don't want to rip into him. I don't want to, you know, pass judgment on him personally. But I do want to comment on this business that so-called credible shows can come up with this sort of nonsense and have people believe it, that the Sandy Hook massacre was a hoax. It was ridiculous on its face. But yet and still, people like this person, and again, nothing personal to him, they get a whole lot of followers. They get a lot of people listening to their quote-unquote shows. And I don't mind that. People are free to listen to what they want to listen to. But now comes time to pay the piper because a lot of this is just nonsense and has been nonsense. And I want to talk about nonsense because we've had it. You know, the the, the left wing tries to make it that QAnon is all consuming to the right wing. And then this InfoWars stuff. The kooks that inhabit the left and the right are small in number. But the kooks are very vocal. Any conspiracy theory will do. There's a conspiracy theory floating around. Did you know this? I heard one the other day from someone that I love very dearly, by the way, that Joe Biden is not Joe Biden. That Joe Biden is really an imposter Joe Biden in the White House. And the real Joe Biden is nowhere to be seen. Which left me questioning, okay, how does the Jill Biden go along with the fact that the real Joe Biden is not Joe Biden, and this is all theater, the guy that's up there that shakes hands with thin air, the guy that doesn't know where he is half the time. It's all theater for something. But that's one of the, the conspiracy theaters, that Joe Biden's not Joe Biden. And when you start believing in conspiracy theories, kooky conspiracy theories, kook stuff, I mean, really? Now, again, 
I'm not trying to pass judgment on people. Yes, I am. No, I'm not. Yes, I am. Kookery is kookery. <laughs> we have to take a break. When we get back, I'm going to move off this kookery stuff before I get myself in trouble. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snerly, with you here. Coming back right after this. Entertaining and informative. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snerly, is on the air. 77 WABC. It is the Carpenters bringing us back on WABC Talking Talk Radio. Sometimes I'd like to quit. Nothing ever seems to fit. What a voice, right? Hanging around. Nothing to do but frown. Rainy days and Mondays always get me down. Well, I'm not encouraging anybody to feel down today. I'm having, by the way, I'm a little distracted. My daughter is arguing with me on my message. While the show is on, of course. What happened, let me explain what happened here. I sent her a news story today because I couldn't believe what I was seeing. There's a woman, it's, this is in the Daily Mail, you can look it up for yourselves. It, the story says, Lizzo talks changing conversation around body image with shapewear line Yitty. And if she's worried about competing with Kim Kardashian skims. Now, I don't know what Yiddy is. I don't know what Kim Kardashian's skims line is. I've never looked. And I would not have known what the story is except I saw the picture. There is a picture of a woman who I think must be, if, if, I don't even know how to describe this picture. How do you describe this picture to somebody? Right? So that's the picture. <laughs> It's a woman that is, how shall we say, extraordinarily large. And she's got her extraordinarily large derriere, which looks like it's about, oh, triple or quadruple the size of Kim Kardashian's. And it's naked, and it's staring you in the face. And I just had one question. I, I sent the news story to my daughter, and I said, why? why would, meaning, why would a woman allow herself to have a picture like this taken? And, of course, my daughter is pushing back on me like I'm the sexist, like something's wrong with me. Why? Why don't you understand that every woman should have the right to have body image clothes the way that they... That's not the question, daughter, dear. The question is, why would a woman take a picture like this and let it go into a newspaper that goes all around the world? Why would you want people to see this? So I will stop arguing now and get back to the news at hand. A federal judge, ladies and gentlemen, today, this is great news for those of you who travel. This is great news for those of you who have been taking the airlines and suffering through these mask mandates and having these obnoxious people tell you that wearing a mask is going to solve all the ills that could ever be a flying. And you've known all the while that this is nonsense, especially when you have to take down the masks to eat. And some of you now have resorted to eating the entire flight so that you don't have to keep this mask up, right? So a federal judge today, yee-haw, in Florida, a free state in these United States, has voided 
the national mask mandate. For airlines, and not just airlines, for all of the other federal transportation settings, U.S. District Judge Catherine Kimball Mizell, the Middle District of Florida says the mandate exceeds the statutory authority of the Center for Disease Control and Prevention. In other words, the CDC, which we all know didn't have the authority to do this, it has now been made official. The CDC never had the authority to demand people wear masks on airplanes, trains, buses, in airports, and all these other places. Let us see whether the airlines now will comply with this. Let us see whether this afternoon the airlines will tell people, well, no, you don't have to wear that mask, or whether they're going to continue to say people do. And I have another question, just another one. What happens to all of the people now who were thrown off the airlines, who were dragged off airplanes because they refused to go along with an illegal with an illegal, unconstitutional law. Will the airlines have to give those people restitution? Will the airlines have to, and some of the airlines punished people for not obeying this mask mandate. Will they now have to turn around and say, oops, yeah, we poisoned you, but that was a mistake. We didn't mean to poison you. And now we're going to, we're going to unpunish you. We're going to let you fly again. We shall see. I reached out to the lawyer, and we reached out to the lawyer who filed the suit. If he's around later today, he may call us, or if we can reach him tomorrow or anytime soon, we'd love to hear from him. Shawnee State. This is a state university. I believe it's in Ohio. Or is it? Yes, 6th U.S. District Court of Appeals knows, where is this place? Anyway, Shawnee State University has agreed to pay now 400 G's, 400 large, to Professor Nick Merriweather. Nick sued the school after the school punished him because he refused to use his students' preferred pronouns. Hmm. So Merriweather, you see, is a devout Christian. We can't have that. Uh, and a professor of philosophy. He's taught at the university for 25 years. And along comes this student, the first day of Shawnee's second semester in January 2018, Merriweather responded to a student's question by saying to the student, yes, sir. And that, just saying yes, sir, offended the student. After class, the student who was born a male but identifies as a female, asked that Merriweather refer to them as a woman and with female. In other words, he used to call them them. Hello, them. And she. Hi, them, she. Hi, she, them. Hi, she, them, them. She, we, the. Anyway, Merriweather said, <laughs> no, I'm not doing that. He didn't comply. And so the student became belligerent when, I mean, here's a guy who looks like, he's a dude who looks like a dude. He's got apparently a dangly because he looks like a dude, right, with a dangly, even though no one saw his dangly in this particular news story. He looks like a dude. So the professor says, yes, sir. And this, of course, 
Holy moly, everything breaks out. Court documents say the student became totally belligerent. And then, you know what he said to his professor? He says, I guess this means I can call you a the C word. This is what he tells his professor. I guess I can call you a So, really? First of all, I would have thrown his little ass out of the class right on the spot. You just get out of my class, you little jackass, and take them, the, she with you. But anyway, the student filed a complaint with the school, and instead of the school telling the student, you're out of here, we're not going to put up with this nonsense. No, the dean, Roberta Millican, told the professor he should stop using gender pronouns at all. In other words, he should stop saying, Sir, ma'am, yes, sir. In other words, bend over and grab the ankles for this 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 so-called student. <sighs> the professor said, said after that he was uh, offered to refer to the transgender student by their last name only, which he said, okay, I'll do that. The student complained to the school twice more, once after Murrayweather referred to them as Mr., then he corrected himself and blah, blah, blah and threatened to take legal action if they did not take action against him. The professor, I mean, this guy's trying to bend over backwards to accommodate these whack jobs. The professor then offered to refer to all students by their preferred pronouns if, if he can include a note in his syllabus stating he was doing so under compulsion and setting forth his personal and religious beliefs about gender identity. The dean said, oh, hell no. We, we can't have you. We can't have you talking about your religious views. You have to go along with this little leftist. The school then filed a formal warning against the professor. And after that, the professor had enough. He filed a lawsuit alleging the school had violated his First Amendment rights. The lawsuit has now been settled. The school was wrong. They have to pay the professor $400,000 plus lawyer's fees. And it's amazing that it took this long to happen. But the right thing was done. This is just amazing what is happening in this society. 800-848-WABC is the number to call when we get back. More news. Your call is coming up. Remember, after this program, catch at night. Keep it here. WABC Talk Radio 77, right back after this. Bo knows politics and so much more. A true connection to real New York on 77 WABC. WABC Talk Radio 77 in New York. Stevie Wonder brings us back from... The Musicquarium album. Do I do? I saw him do this live. I forget which. I mean, I've been to so many Stevie concerts. I forgot which one this was. But he did a whole tribute to uh, Count Basie and then did this song live. It was amazing. That was it. It was a tribute to Count Basie. It was a concert that was held in the Radio City Music Hall. And Stevie performed 
with with Wonder Love, and they did this, and it was simply incredible. Okay. Uh, the woke crowd, again. You just got through hearing about how the woke crowd ended up with uh, the professor winning 400 k for this refusing to use people's proper gender pronouns. I don't even know when this stuff started. But here's another one. This is in BizPack Review today, bizpackreview.com. If you listen to this program regularly, you hear me cite. This is a new site you need to check out, that and AmericanWireNews.com. A duo of woke activists are being ridiculed after falsely accusing a black disc jockey of wearing blackface. (laughs) This was at a charity event in Arizona. So they hire a black disc jockey. The guy shows up, and then you get these woke, two of these woke leftists accuse the guy of wearing blackface. Yeah, they, they said... And one of them has not backed down. One of them is saying, yeah, well, he's black, but but he put on something that made him look even darker black. It's just totally stupid, right? (laughs) The other one is just like, okay, I made a mistake here. I'm really sorry. I should have checked before I said something. Oops, like Roseanne, Rosanna, Dana, never mind. But the other one is just like, no, 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 I'm not going to let this go. This happened at Scottsdale Unified uh, School District's Hoopy Elementary PTA, they hired DJ Kim Coco Hunter to provide entertainment for a fundraiser. Guy shows up, and then two self-appointed members of the race police accused the guy of performing in blackface until, until someone said, um, excuse me, um, he's black. <gasps> yeah. Did you know that the terrorist, remember the Boston Marathon a few years ago when they had the bombing up there and all those people got hurt and some killed? Yeah, remember that? Did you know that the guy, he's one, he's, first of all, he was sentenced to death. Then the liberals had a cow. Oh, no, we can't kill him. Oh, no, no, that would be too, that's too harsh. We can't kill him. Oh, please, let him go. Let him go with the lightest sentence. So that was first. Do you know that Joe Biden's administration sent the guy COVID stimulus funds? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy that blew up people at the Boston Marathon got COVID stimulus while he's in jail. This is the Biden administration for you, right? And people are wondering why Joe Biden's ratings are so low, why people are looking at Democrats for being soft on crime. Well, you're sending money to criminals that should be on death row. By the way, the death row penalty has been has been reinstated for this particular criminal and liberals. And once again, oh, no, that's too harsh. You have to let him go. Please don't. Please don't hurt him. He only killed some people. Don't hurt him. Leave him alone. Okay, I love this Elton Musk uh, Twitter thing. I want to I want to save these stories though because I want to ask Mark Stein about them tomorrow. I'm not going to do them today. I have to save my my Twitter stack so I can ask Mark Stein. I can't wait to hear what he has to say about it. Mark Stein will be with us tomorrow. He is every Tuesday right here on WABC.
The Ukraine, there is some, this is an unusual story out of the Ukraine. And I had no idea that this was essential to the fighting that's going on there. Ukraine war offers palm oil, palm oil, a chance to come back to the horror of green groups. Like, what are they talking about? Well, I'll tell you what they're talking about. I bet you many of you didn't know this either. This is in today's political. Environmentalists risk losing hard-fought gains and ridding Europe of palm oil as food companies scramble to replace sunflower oil. Now, did you know that this was a thing? Did you know that all across Europe, environmentalists were mad at the palm trees and mad at the palm oil? Apparently, people were, 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 were deforesting all around the world so that they could get palm oil to put on their French fried potatoes and their biscuits and their mayonnaise and even, even, get this, infant formula. I didn't know that. Now these companies, see, they had all switched to sunflower oil. Now sunflower oil is presumed less harmful to the environment than palm oil. Sunflowers are nicer than palms to the environment, you see. So Kiki Tufik, a Greenpeace campaigner in Indonesia, said, this is bad news for people, forest and wildlife, when vegetable oil hits record price highs. So sunflower oil, because of the Ukraine conflict, right, sunflower oil has now risen in cost. And now environmentalists all around the world are worried that palm oil, palm oil, and soybean oil are going to make it come back. And that's bad for the environment. Oh, so bad. In fact, several food companies have contacted in the, UE, in the EU, they've contacted Politico and said that indeed recipe changes are on the way because sunflower oil is now too expensive. So the world will suffer because Vladimir Putin just had to go in and invade Ukraine. Why in the world did Vlad ever do that? He put the entire world at risk because now, now, we might have a return to palm oil. (sighs) Three stories, and then we'll break. We'll get to some phones, too. I'm anxious, very anxious to hear what you have to say. In fact... I'll put the news stories aside. I'm so anxious so that we can start on the telephones. Let's start in Westchester with Guy, who I believe wants to say a word or two about these pronouns that everyone has to use. Guy, welcome. You're on with James Golden, a.k.a. Snurdly. What's up? How are you? Big fan, long-time listener. I can't believe I've actually gotten through. I love what you do. I, I agree with so much of what you say every day. Uh, I cut caught the end of that that professor story and i agree i i'm i'm sorry i have to refuse to call somebody by their proper pronoun you know if you're a biological male i'm going to call you sir if you're a bi- bi- biological woman i'm going to call you ma'am and that's just my personal opinion 
It's not, you know, you know, the thing is, look, I think that we should be tolerant of people. And so if somebody wants to call themselves a she, well, that's okay. You can call yourself whatever you want to call yourself. However, you're not going to make me change my deep-seated common sense beliefs in order to facilitate your wackadoodleness. It's just not going to happen. And now, and maybe you're not being a wackadoodle. I didn't mean to say that everyone that does this is a wackadoodle. Yes, they are. Um, but if you want me to call you them, they, that, them, do this, or whatever you come up with, I'm not going to do it. I agree with you. And if it means, you know, you can change yourself. You can change your name to whatever you want to. But to demand that the entire world change themselves for you, yet. Not going to happen. Appreciate that. Thank you so much for the call, Guy. Let us go to Sharon in Bordertown, New Jersey. Hi, Sharon. Welcome. WABC Talk Radio 77. Hi. How are you? <laughs> I'm good, Sharon. Yeah, you had mentioned uh, like a facade about uh, President Biden not being a president, and there was a someone taking his place there was a movie a, a movie made about that in 1993 the movie is called dave oh yeah and, and yep the whole story's right there yeah somebody else yep and you know before that there was the manchurian candidate and before that there was the manchurian candidate in the 50s or 60s or whatever it was and then they had the manchurian candidate with uh with denzel washington in one of the lead roles yeah, there have always been these ideas that, you know, the – and then there was an episode on 24 or something. I forget what that was, where somebody was apparently faking an identity. But, you know, I mean, look, I, my larger point in all of this, do you, do you remember that when Kennedy came to office, one of the first speeches that Kennedy did that got a lot of attention was Kennedy was warning people off these conspiracy theories. At the time – the Birches were around and some of the other groups. And I'm sure you've heard all of them by now, folks. You've heard about the Trilateral Risk Commission. And I'm not taking calls on this. Whatever. Yeah. About the New World Order. About, uh, uh, let's see what else there is. There's the Trilateralists. There's the New World Order. There's Biden's not Biden, but Biden <clears throat> is somehow an imposter. Walking around, pretending to be Sleepy Joe, pretending that he's forgetful. Uh, and the purpose of this, I don't know. And then there are all sorts of other conspiracy theories. There are some that men haven't walked on the moon. The whole moon thing was shot in a back lot in Hollywood, and, and we never really went to the moon. And then, I mean, they go on and on and on. And my point in bringing this up today was that here we have the Alex, <clears throat> Alex Jones. I don't know Alex Jones. Don't want to say anything to disparage him personally. Don't know him. Never listen to his show because I don't have time to listen to kookery. But, um, and I'm sorry, I don't. I don't have time to listen to kookery. But he has been now declared himself bankrupt because he's got to pay all this money for the kookery that he's been espousing all these years. Well, there's such a thing as justice in the world. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurley, coming back to you right after this. Welcome to the golden age of radio. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly, is on 77 WABC. Ah, yes, ladies and gentlemen, the smoke brings us back. Smokey Robinson and the miracles. 
WABC. Talk Radio 77. In New York, remember, Catch a Night comes up next. Back to the telephones we go. And let's, uh, where do we say we were going? Well, then let's go there. Hey, Steve, welcome. WABC Talk Radio 77. How are you, Steve? Yeah, how are you, James? Uh, I've been meaning to call you for a while. And I, but listen, you're doing a great job. Thank you. And I just, yeah, I just wanted, I just wanted to, I got two things I got to ask you. Uh, well, two, one thing I'm going to tell you and one thing I'm going to ask The first thing is that, uh, like, me, I, I was a Democrat a while back, and I was told to be a Democrat, you know, because I'm a union guy. But then about around 2015, I started to see the change in how the Democrats uh, deal with, you know, how they respond and the way they, uh, you know, promote themselves. And to me, there was a statement that I was told, and it's something that I think people that were real Democrats, and it was, once you see it, you can't unsee it. And that really... Once I saw it, it was that was it. Right? What did you see that like, changed? What did you see exactly that changed you? Look, time's running out, so I got to kind of get you to the point. What did you see that changed your mind from being a Democrat in name only to say I've had enough of this? Yeah, it was basically the way their ideology, the way they and they lie, they lie all the time. They lie about everything just to you know get. If you're talking to them, they're going to tell you what you want to hear. Exactly. Exactly right, Steve. Awesome call. Thank you. Let's go to Tom in Westchester County. Tom, what's on your mind this afternoon? James, sir, hey, how are you? Hey, I'm man. good. So isn't Do I Do from the Hotter Than July album? No, it came afterwards. Hotter the, the, the Musiquarium album had four originals. It had Frontline. It had Ribbon in the Sky. It had Do I Do. And there was another one. <gasps> I think I've forgotten what it was, but there were four original songs on the musical, the, the Aquarium album, and that's where Do I Do was released. I could probably, by name, tell you everything that was on Hotter Than July. Hotter Than July came out. Um, the big hits on Hotter Than July were um, All I Do is Think About You, and then they tried to release that like country song that didn't work so much as a single and then um, Hotter Than July. Hotter Than July was the big single off of that album. And the rest were just, I mean, great album cuts. But, um, but no, that, that uh, Do I Do was the extended version was on the Musiquarium album. And Lately was the ballad from Hotter Than lately July. Lately was the fantastic. ballad. Exactly right. Fantastic. <laughs> and, uh, you know, my, one of my favorite Stevie albums is Where I'm Coming From, well, which had... Yes. Uh, the ballad from that. I never dreamed you'd leave in summer. And it also had um, um, uh, Your Soldier. What was the name of that song? This, this, this song? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's another beautiful wow. ballad. But you know what I like about that album? That album has, um, where I'm coming from, has Do Yourself a Favor. Now, Do Yourself a Favor was the first time you heard Steve play clavinet. It was the first time you heard him kind of move into where Superstition was going, which would be the next album, Talking Book. No, I'm sorry. There was two albums away. The next album was Music of My Mind, and that was his breakthrough album with the synthesizers, and then after that came Talking Book. But the one that you talked about, that album, 
that's where Stevie kind of first left the Motown formula songwriting and started moving into his own kind of sound. Great album. It is a great album, uh, somewhat forgotten. The hit from that record was um, If You Really Love Written by Sarita Wright, the, double, the duet, with, written with Stevie, I think Crosby and, and Sarita Wright, and that's Sarita singing on it, who would become his wife. Russell fan. <laughs> <laughs> I love pulling this stuff out of the hat. You know, last time I called you, we talked about um, Gil Scott Heron. And I was going to ask you about, I was going to ask you whatever happened to Andy Bay. Is he still around? I have no idea. Now, one of our listeners is going to answer that question because I don't know. I don't know what happened to Andy Bay. I always thought Mariah Carey should cover, um, somebody should get a hold of her and say, okay, you've made your $80 million. Now let's pull you out of your high range and make a really quiet, underproduced, beautiful record pick really special material among the songs I'd like to hear her do is um, uh, that that's another Stevie tune uh, when the summer came you were oh you're talking about where were you when I needed you that's on the music of my mind album oh, that's man. and that's part of that was part of a double song because he did where were you when I needed you that was the back half of Superwoman which were just two incredible cuts on that album that's where you start hearing the synth and you know Jeff Beck is playing guitar on that album too so kind of amazing. That's an amazing record. You know what I would like to hear Mariah Carey do? I'd like to hear Mariah Carey do some of the the vintage Minnie Ripperton material because she's the only one that could pull it off. Wow, oh, there's an idea. Well, you know, it sounds like you and I should get together and convince Mariah Carey to do an underproduced, understated, beautiful little work of art. She's made her millions, and everybody knows she's got pipes, but, you know, it's like... It'd be nice to hear her do something really kind of. You know, I, I love your I love your take on this. I absolutely love it. Thank you for calling so much. We're gonna try to squeeze one more in here in Florida. We have Jimmy calling. Welcome, Jimmy. WABC Talk Radio seventy seven. Hey, how you doing, man? Love your show. Love you. You're the best. Thank you. Um, just you know, you're talking about the palm oil, yeah, and, uh, stuff like that, and. You know, uh, make make no mistake about it. Uh, I understand the circumstances and stuff. But uh, it is a big problem in, in this world, you know. Um, I mean, the palm oil is. Why do they have to? Do they have to look? I, look, I don't know about palm oil. I'm assuming, since it says palm oil, that it comes from either the hearts of palm or it comes from some type, some species of palm trees. And there are thousands of species of palm trees, by the way. So, am I correct in that that it does come from palm trees? And they're just destroying everything uh, in order to to grow this stuff because it's it's in everything now. And uh, I don't know. I just uh, you know, especially in the Amazon, and uh, try to preserve stuff like that. And it's a problem, you know. Hmm. Okay, I will take your word for it. Again, this was the first time I had ever heard this issue being raised: palm over sunflower oil. Look, the point is, people got to eat, and the point is that people are going to do what they have to do. So that they can eat and sell foods. And whether it's palm oil, sunflower oil, coconut oil, avocado oil, grapefruit oil. What's the name of that stuff that's not really, everybody says it's, it's not a real fruit. Um, what is it? Canola. And I don't know what a canola is anyway. So vegetable oil. Some people are going to have to use oil.
that's just the, the the world runs on oil. Whether it's putting oil and gasoline products in your automobile or whether it's putting them in your belly. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this has come and gone, eh? A Monday, and we've got so much stuff left on the table. I'm going to try to bring some of it back up tomorrow. But we have Mark Stein tomorrow. I am holding the Twitter stories because I want to hear what Mark Stein has to say about Twitter and about other things in the news. Mark Stein tomorrow. Remember, John Katz is up next. James Golden here on WABC. Listen, this is Pennsylvania, Connecticut, New Jersey. We are New York City, the greatest city in the world in America, the greatest nation humanity has ever witnessed. May God bless and protect you and your family. We'll see you tomorrow. Same time. Bye.